Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. If you're new here, my name's Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. We got a really special series here coming up that we're going to start this week that's going to carry over the next two weeks called The What, The Why, and The How of Leadership. Uh, I felt it was important to hit this from a couple different angles, and instead of cramming it all in one episode, we wanted to split it up over a three-part series. Uh, we've got a good friend of mine here today with us. His name's Sam Sala. Sam's been with us on a few episodes here in previous seasons. Uh, I can't say that I have a favorite guest because that's just wrong, right? But every parent may not say they have a favorite kid, but they know who one of their favorites is, right? But I will comfortably say Sam is in my top five favorite guests, and I know there's 10 of you out there right now wondering if you've made one of the other four spots. Uh, so I love having mind games with people. Um, but anyways, no, Sam's a, a huge advocate for leadership. This is right in his wheelhouse. I knew he'd be perfect for this series with us. And uh, he's a serial entrepreneur, a definition of a leader in itself. Uh, and so hitting on the what, the why, and the how of leadership, I think is gonna be, I'm really excited to get his insight on some of these questions and really understanding that everything rises and falls on leadership, right? Leadership is such a huge part of growing a business and any organization even. We're not just gonna, this doesn't just apply to businesses, right? But churches and even family life and everything else. I think you're a leader in so many different regards. And so I'm really anxious to get Sam's thoughts on, you know, what is leadership? Why is leadership important? And then in two weeks from now, we'll hit on how do I actually become a better leader in all areas of life? And so I hope this helps. I hope you get some good nuggets out of this and apply it into your business. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Sam, welcome back, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I love having you here. You've always got a lot of good nuggets, and uh, we always have good conversations. We, we've we joked we should just record this in the Starbucks when we get together for coffee. It would, it would be great content. It would be. Yeah. It would be. So uh, tell us just kind of a little bit about yourself, what you do, and, and how you've gotten into entrepreneurship in a awesome. 30 to 60 second nutshell. Ooh, yeah, that would be difficult. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 21 years old, um, was really exposed by my my mom and my dad and and people around me um who got into entrepreneurship and i was really really fortunate to have um a group of people around me that were that were really self-motivated and i and i really like hit home with me and i was like man you know one day i want to i don't want to clock in right i want to grow i want to i want to grow up own a business create my own financial stability um kind of leave my own you know mark on the world it was really really obviously deep at that time <laughs> when I, when I was really kind of searching for that. But, um, you know, f financial, the financial piece of it was the smallest part. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was exposed to being able to, you know, have my parents at games and, 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 and things like that. And, and, and at my games yeah. and, you know, having, uh, having time, right. Yeah. Which is a, a huge asset and a huge, you know, value proposition for me because for me, you know, time is everything. Yep. Um, but that, that really kind of triggered my, um, interest in being an entrepreneur. That's cool. And, uh, it, it, from there, um, you know, I got into the tech industry, uh, wow, uh, 27, 28 years ago. Okay. And, uh, today I am a CEO and founder of a company, uh, called Unwired yep. and we are 
the largest uh, tech-based direct sales organizations in the in the country. Yeah. Um, we 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 are growing rapidly. Yeah. You got an we, office uh, in Vegas now. Office in Vegas, yeah. Office. We have two offices in the Midwest: Kansas City, St. Louis. Um, the next one we're opening will be on. We're we're in Vegas. California and Seattle are probably okay. the next two that's awesome. that we open. So that's awesome. I just I, I got to highlight Vegas, right? Because you know, yeah, that's that's when you know you've made it. You got an office in Vegas, so yeah, it's it's definitely not the worst place to go. No, it's not. It's not. No, that's awesome. Well, it's funny you you say that about like entrepreneurship, right? And yeah. I think back to it, and you know, entrepreneurship kind of ran in my family. Uh, my parents weren't necessarily entrepreneurs. My mom kind of started a business when I was probably in grade school or something kind of on the side and stuff, but they were at all my games. They were at a lot of those things, but it, you know, I saw like the sacrifice that came with that, right? It's like, Hey, we have the time flexibility, but we don't necessarily have the financial flexibility mm -hmm. as much. Right. And that was a trade off and I wouldn't go back and change anything with it, but I knew I was like, no, we have these goals and ambitions. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also want the time flexibility and entrepreneurship seems to always be the, the Mary between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always joke that a lot of times we start businesses cause we want time and financial freedom. And the <laughs> two things is. we don't have <laughs> are time and financial freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely kind of echo you on, on that a little bit as you were talking through that. I see that a lot. So most people get into entrepreneurship to have both those things. Yeah. And when they realize neither of them happen, <laughs> uh, maybe they will never happen. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a real, it's one, it's one you dis at that point you're, you're either going to continue on that path or you're going to, you know, throw in Friends the towel. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, that honestly goes perfectly into our conversation today on leadership because a lot of times when, when your business isn't going well, it's typically a lack of leadership, right? It could be the business model. It could be a lot of different aspects of your business, but it's the ability to think bigger about your business and the ability to become a better leader, right? Yeah. Uh, I, no matter whether you've got one employee or 10 employees or 250 employees, mm -hmm. leadership is everything. It is everything. Everything will your success will be based on the level of leadership you have within your organization. hundred percent. I, I am, when I look for leadership and I develop my leadership, we, we run across the board, the servant leadership model. Yeah. You know, we're here to serve our team. That's the approach to get buy-in from them. Okay. Title doesn't do that. Um, you know, status, those kind of things, you know, people want to follow follow yeah. their leaders that that are there to help and support them it's a selfless being a leader is very selfless and that's where people really you know i think they miss the opportunity to lead people yeah. because they go in with a title or a position or a level of experience and they think well you know i should get buy-in from my team right that's not how it works because i'm an authority figure i'm authority figure yep. um you know leadership you know, you're there to serve your team. You're there to support your team. People will follow if 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 you follow those steps and you and you put them first. Leadership is one thing. Comes down to one thing. It's influence. Yep. If you want to know how good of a leader you are, how good's your influence? Right. If you don't have influence with your team, if you don't have control over um, your business, uh, your 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 day to day, and things are falling apart. Look at your leadership style. Look at the, the, the leaders that you've employed. Right. Are, they, are they growing? Are they developing a company culture that people want to be a part of and grow with? Yeah. Culture is 100% um, 
defined by creating a, a, a climate and, and, and place that people want to be a part of and stay. Yep. When you lose that, you have a lot of turnover. You have a lot of people in and out of your door. And what happens when you do that? You're hiring and training and hiring and training. And your quality is roller coaster, finances, huge, like Huge everything. cost of that. Yep. Huge cost of that. So, you know, it's, it's influence. And influence is something that's earned. Yep. It's not given. Right. So I've always kind of approached that. Well, and I, I love, I'm glad you bring up kind of that definition of, of like leadership, right? Mm -hmm. And we're 100% on the same page. It is influence. You know, if yeah. you ask 100 people, what's the definition of leadership, you're going to get, I'm going to say 75 different answers, yeah. right? Um, a lot of people will say influence uh, or something to that degree. But I think, you know, it is 100% influence in every way, shape and form too, right? It's not just the influence in the job or the business. It's the influence as a person right? You can be a great leader in your business, but if you're terrible morals, ethics, you know, yeah. values, that's going to shine through for people. Characters, character is important. Right. You know, there's a lot of people who own businesses that don't have great character. Yeah. And a lot of times they're, they're not successful. Right. Some of the, some of the people that I follow and, and that mentor me are, are, you know, I, in my opinion, are great human beings and yeah. have great character. Yep. Um, so that's, that's really important to work on yourself from within to be able to be a better leader and to yeah. be a, a better entrepreneur. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is not just being great at business. You know, how do you take care of yourself? How do you approach, you know, if you're a family man, how are you as a family man? I mean, it all just, it's all connected and it's, it, it'll roll over into different parts of your life. Yeah. So leadership is, is, you know, we talk about leadership specifically as an entrepreneur, but it's, it goes far beyond that. I mean, right. church, coaching, uh, if you're a coach and you're on, on a, like, like, like myself on my son's hockey team, if it, what kind of uh, husband are you? Um, so those kind of things matter, right? right. And then if, if you apply the, every aspect of leadership in every part of your life, you'll, ama you'll be amazed at what happens. Yeah. Um, well, and that's where I think a lot of people, I feel like for a period of time, leadership was such a like big personal development term, right? Everybody's trying to grow their leadership. And I honestly feel like in the last five to seven years, like it became such a buzzword that people have kind of swept it under the rug and they're like, well, now I'm going to go work on my, the sales piece of my business or sure. all these other things, right? And they've stopped working on themselves as leaders. And as you mentioned, leadership translates over into a lot of different areas of life. And I think for the most part, leadership is going to be the same throughout those organizations, but also how you lead your family is going to be different than how you lead your business. Right. And right? the financial success is a byproduct of your leadership. Yep. So, you know, financial growth will come when you work on your skill sets yeah. and your character. If, right. if, if you, if you're serious about that, you know, financial, financial, you know, increase financial income and opportunity will come yeah if you if, if you focus on yourself yep no that's right. good you mentioned you know character being a big piece of this and it's a perfect time there's a, a book called um launching a leadership revolution by chris brady and orrin woodward uh and in there they talk about they call it the trilateral leadership ledger mm -hmm. and it says that your you know leadership score essentially is a combination of your character your tasks and your relationship that that is what those three categories at least in their mind is you know what makes up your leadership mm -hmm. ability right yeah. what is your character like as you mentioned you might know a lot of great people um you know or a lot of people that run great companies that just aren't the highest character and integrity right um, you may know somebody that's got super high character and integrity 
and they really suck at the task side of the business, right? The delegation and getting things done. Um, or you might know somebody that's good at both of those and they're terrible at relationships, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, it's hard to be a, a good leader when you can't relate to people and you can't get along with people, right? right. Uh, and so I love that. And they say that like your score will, if you have a zero in any of those three things, your score is always going to be zero, right? right? right. Um, and so I, I just like that, how they kind of bring that in there. And I think, you know, as we talk about character, I think, you know, feel free to speak a little bit on the task side of it, right? Mm-hmm. The relationship side of it's obvious, right? If you if you can't relate to people, you can't be empathetic, you can't get along with people, that's an obvious one. But on the task side of it, like how how is delegation a thing? Like what do you feel like makes a good leader that, you know, is it assertiveness? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, check and, and trust and verify? Like what mm-hmm. do you kind of feel like to get things done in business how does a good leader approach that? Right. So if you're constantly micromanaging your team, you you're, you probably have the wrong people working for you. I don't micromanage my team. No. No. I mean, I, uh, you know, I have multiple calls with my leadership throughout the day. Um, I'm aware of what's happening. Yeah. But the physical, like the, the down to the like physical tasks, if I got to do that, you're the wrong guy working for me. Yeah. Right. And, and I have not, I, I realize how important that is. And, and, as a leader, you have to hold yourself accountable to get the job done as well. You can't delegate. I mean, you can delegate as much as you feel comfortable that right. you can do, but at the same time, don't delegate to the point where you're non-existent with your team, right? You're not, you're not a part of their day. You're not a part of their week. You're not a part of their month. Right. You're just a guy that has a name at the bottom of a paycheck every Friday. Yeah. That that's that's not the way to lead. And I, you know, I think you would ask anyone on my leadership team, um, you know, how often do you talk to Sam? They all talk to me, you know, all the time. And I, and I really hold myself accountable to get in front of them as much as possible. Um, do I have to? No. But, um, you know, leadership in, in my, my style of leadership is face-to-face. Yeah. You know, I, you know we, when, during COVID, how difficult was it to manage your people via Zoom? I mean, and, and, and help coach them via Zoom, right? There's a human connection that, that we lost. Right. And, I think that that human connection is back and take advantage of it and get in front of your team and work side by side with them and be a servant leader and watch the results come. Yeah. And you'll be like, well, wow, you know, you know, I, I, I couldn't get, you know, it's funny. I actually just saw a, a reel by Gary Vee and he's one of my favorites and probably out of the, the, let's say the new gen of leadership yeah. guys, he's by far my favorite. And there was a, there was an entrepreneur who just said, you know, I can't keep people, you know, I'm just constantly hiring and training and Gary, what do I do? And, you know, I keep hiring these people and they just don't want to do the work and just go, you know, and he's like, you're the problem. Yeah. Me he's like, you're the problem. I can just tell by your tone and the way you're speaking about your employees that you are the issue. Yeah. You're the reason why you're, you're going, cause leadership will like, it's everything. And right. if you're a bad leader, people will not work for you. People will not stay with you. People will not want to be a part of your company's, you know, grow with your company. Organizational culture is everything. That's what keeps people here. I have people that have worked for me eight to 10 years. So that says something, right? That says something. When I see their families and, you know, I see, you know, what, you know, my organization has been able to do for other people. And that's a huge motivator for me when I see success and financial success and, you know, my team that that work for for me are happy they love coming to work every day so you know i i would challenge you you challenge yourself every day 
to to become a better leader and and become more integrated with your team help them grow because end of the day turnkey it's not turnkey we're always working on ourselves to be better leaders if you think your management or your team's going to come into work every day and just develop into you know a great a gary (laughs) v working for you it's not going to happen that's your job that's your responsibility to help them mold them to to be better leaders Um, and once you the more you invest the more you'll get back yeah no, I love that that quote or what you're talking about there with Gary Vee. Uh, and unfortunately, we've had that conversation with some of our clients and that same, but like, man, I can't keep good people. And I'm like, it's because there's no leadership. Yeah. There's, you're, you, there's no, you're not taking your business seriously, right? Uh, and that's kind of a whole different conversation off of leadership. But it, when, you, when you treat your business seriously and you are a leader through and through, and you're, you know, for, you know, our, a lot of our targets, painting contractors, yeah. a lot of our clients, you know, and, and when your process is, hey, show up on Monday onto the job site and like, I'll be there to train you. And there's nothing in like, you're not off to a good start. There's no like, oh, he's taking his business seriously. There's no onboarding. It's just like, hey, show up Monday morning, 830. Here's the job site. Right. right. Um, and it's just little things like that that. You know, again, I think as business owners, we get caught up in the day to day and sometimes it's hard to do that. But I think I love what you said. Like you have to take a hard look in the mirror and say, like, am I the problem? Yeah. I mean, in, in every good. area of business. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I love that. And, you know, you, you said servant leadership a lot. And I want to hone in on that mm-hmm. a little bit because I think a lot of people think they are servant leaders and they're not. Right. And what is your definition of servant leadership or what what does servant leadership mean to you specifically? How can I help you? It's I'm a win-win, right? You. It's a win-win. I'm here for you. You're not here for me. Right. That is so backwards to some people. Yep. Well, you know, they didn't invest X in the business and start this from scratch. I did. You know, yeah. this is, they should care like me. No, they shouldn't. No. You know why? Because you haven't made them care like you. You haven't given them a place to care like you, an organizational culture to be excited about, to come to work for you excites them. That is a real thing. I know I'm sure there's entrepreneurs out there like, yeah, right. No, it's no, real. It it's is. out there. Um, and, and I think that how you do that is, you know, create that rapport with, with your people. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you're just handing tasks over and just, and if they're not, you know, not completed or done the way you like, you know, you're, you're constantly micromanaging and coaching, trying to coach them up. And it's just like, and, it, and, it, and a lot of it is getting the right people as well, right? right. And that's difficult right now. Yep. Getting the right people is difficult. Um, we have really invested in, re- in our recruiting and training and hiring to really weed out. And, and I feel like we've had a much higher that's percentage good. of success with the people we've brought on. So, but I think as an entrepreneur, don't expect just because you're employing someone that they should just. <laughs> worship the ground you walk yep. on. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's, there's a lot of options out there for people to go work other places. Right. What differentiates you from the next painting contractor? Yep. What, you know, in any type of industry, you want to differentiate yourself from your competition. Yep. Right? Well, and I think it's, you know, you can tell, uh, you got to think about it like this, right? The way that you lead your people or the way your people are going to lead your customers. Yes. You know, um, some mm-hmm. people like yourself have you know more layers of management until it gets to the direct consumer. Uh, but for a lot of people listening to this, the people you're leading are the ones with your customers every single day, mm-hmm. right? And the way that you lead your people is going to have an influence, as we talk about influence, on the way that they handle your customers, 
right. right? For example, there, I don't know if you ever go to the Burger King in Fairview by the mall. Ne- they're never busy. And the people are always like the happiest, amazing people there. Hmm. Unfortunately, we go there a little too much, but right. I don't know them by name it. yet. <laughs> but every time I'm there, they're, they're polite, they're happy. Like, and you can just tell, because that's not always true in fast food, right? right. It, Chick-fil-A has the servant leadership model. Mm-hmm. A lot of places do. But you don't always see that when you go to McDonald's and you know, all the other places. And I'm like, there's something to be said. Like, I almost want to figure out, like, who the general manager is of the store and have a leadership conversation with them. Because I guarantee you there's something going on there. Because it doesn't matter. It's not always the same person. Um, yeah. And so I think that plays into it, right? The leadership you have with your employees is going to trickle down to the customers they serve. Right. And I think that, like you said, you know, the influence is, is an earned – it's an earned – Yep. tool right that influence and it takes a long time to get that but when you're developing an organizational culture you know i'm very big on incentives yes. for people who work for you right so whether that incentive is you know a percentage of, of something if they get a job done early i'm just trying to like yeah. brainstorm for yeah. a painting contractor like if they do a specific a job a specific way and you have these like benchmarks and they hit all of them like giving them a little something extra that's 100%. how you develop like that culture yep. of of Winning. people who want to do the job for you, yeah. right? Like I, I see a lot, you know, and, and I know probably in the contractor world, you know, you pay an hourly wage, it's, it's competitive, they go out there and do the work. But what happens, you know, every six months, hey man, I I got a new car, I move, right. I need a I need a I need yeah. a bump in pay, right? You know, create a pay. Like I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs about their comp plans too. Yeah create a it doesn't have to be all performance based could be a hybrid create a performance based compensation plan and it's something that you're able to give up but what you get back from that tenfold is tenfold you know give yourself a raise you know do that job better do that job faster do that job more efficient and and incentivize yourself right yeah um so incentives are huge a hundred percent we talk a lot of our clients about you know, having the structure there and putting them in a position where they can basically write their own paycheck. Yeah. Right. The, the layout, you know, you might be recruiting somebody that's 18 years old, fresh out of high school, coming in as a painter, right? Making 15, 16 bucks mm-hmm. an hour or whatever. And how can they get to being a crew leader making, I'm just going to say $25 an hour with incentives along the way and say, hey, like, we'll pay you this when your skill set warrants this, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the benchmarks you need to hit to get here. Here's what you need to do. Um, leadership becomes a part of that at that level and there's bonuses all throughout right Right. you know even when you're making 17 dollars an hour you could easily be making 22 an hour with your bonuses if you guys just show up and do a good job and do it on time right Right. Um, and like you said and that's what we tell people they're like well how does the business make more money and i'm like well if you're giving them a bonus you're going to get more work done right because work's getting done quicker and then it perpetuates itself over time right like you build the culture exactly what you were saying people don't like you know, most people don't want a ceiling right. when they get hired. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're a painter. You're this person. The most you're ever going to make The most is you're this. ever going to make. And the only way you're ever going to make more money is if you ask me for it every six months. Yeah. And that's like, what does that create? It creates, you know, in some in some scenarios, it creates, you know, a difficulty in, in relationship between yeah. that entrepreneur and that employee. You know, just create the incentives, you know, make it a company process, a, a company uh pay scale that everyone has access to and, yep. and let them perform to get more, yeah. which in turn creates more revenue for you. Right. And a lot of 
entrepreneurs look at that in a very backwards way right. and they have a you know then end up being high turnover because the next guy offers a dollar more an hour they're gone so there's nothing to keep you know right. if somebody ask yourself this question if someone else offers your employee more money what's going to keep them with you right if you can't answer that question you're going to be doing a lot of hiring and yes. training yep and that's where getting the culture in place working on your leadership which we'll talk about here in a couple of weeks um you know will be a big piece of that and and like you said it the dollar an hour doesn't matter if you can get a hundred dollar bonus over two days right and am i worth more so as an as excuse me as an entrepreneur are you worth a dollar an hour more right if you ask 10 of your employees that and nine of them say no it's time to start working on your leadership skills, yeah. right? And yep. start investing in yourself. Well, I think when you look at a lot of a, a lot of businesses, I like when all the comp plans are incentivized along the same thing from top to bottom, right? Um, you know, in the painting industry, a lot of it's tied to gross profit, right? After mm -hmm. labor materials on each job, sure. like what is it, 45, 50%, 55%, everybody kind of has different benchmarks mm -hmm. based on company size and growth right. level. Um, but the entire comp plan and bonuses for estimators, production managers, crew leaders, painters should all be geared around that, right? Because there's one common goal in the entire company from top to bottom. Right. And I think incentivizing that, and that doesn't work in every industry and in every business, but if you can incentivize everybody to be focused on the same thing, that's when you get max efficiency with the assets you have too. Right. And you build that in your budgets. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're incentivizing your employees and you have a comp plan, you know, build out your budgets properly and, and yeah. you may not even take that hit. You no. know, you might be able to just charge a little bit more to give your people a little bit more. And, exactly. Um, it's, it's, man, give up to get up. I mean, Love it's that. such a, it's so important and yeah. it's, it's, and I, and it's like, man, I can't give up anymore. I got all these, you know, tr trust me. It's like, you can't afford not to, you can't afford not to. It's like, you know, when someone tells me they can't market, they can't afford to market their business. I'm like, we well, might as well go out of business. Yeah. You might as well just go out of business right. because if you can't pay to market your business in, in this day and age, right. you're dead in the water. And leadership, you have to recognize those deficiencies within your organization. Yeah. That is leadership. You're the leader. You're the captain. You know, you could have some five of the most talented basketball players on the court. If there isn't an amazing leader or coach there to keep them keep these personalities going in the right direction <laughs> and utilize the strengths and weaknesses yeah. of each. Yeah. They're not going to be successful. I mean, we've seen that with how many basketball teams at this point yeah. in the last, I'm not a huge NBA person, but I mean, over the last decade, right. 15 years, right. there's been a lot of these like super teams, super teams. And what right? happened? They don't, they don't always, they, most of the time they don't win. Yeah. No, Miami heat, you know, had a good thing going there yeah. for a little bit with the big yeah. three, but how many times have you seen, you know, obviously players are moving like crazy right now in the mm -hmm. NBA, but you see it all the time, right? You can have, the three best players in the NBA on the same team, championships don't happen. We yeah. see it in hockey. We see it. I mean, name a sport, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, leadership is key. Um, before we wrap up this first part here on, on the what is leadership, what do you make a great leader? You know, we talked a lot about servant leadership. And, and to me, uh, the, the leader that lives a servant leadership model and puts their people before themselves. Yeah is the most important thing. I, I love that. I, I was going to say for me, it's genuine authenticity. When you are a leader that is genuine with your people, you're an authentic human being. You're focused on how do I serve you, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think when you have that team mentality and, and you're truly invested in your people, 
um, understanding that your people are the key to getting your business to grow, that's that's when you're going to hit your your pinnacle. You know, I I knew, you know, I think the when you get down to the root of servant leadership as an entrepreneur, we've all been in tight spots and tough spots, and yeah. you know, I'll I'll, I'll you know, I remember a point where for the first two years of my business, I would, you know, I'd pay twice a month and I'd look at my receivables and, and, all, and what I had going out and I'd be like, all my employees could get paid and then there I was, I was the last line item. Yeah. No, wasn't getting paid, right? You're the, you are serving them. If you're, that, if you're that entrepreneur that says, no, I gotta take that check first, I'll get rid of this last person on my team so I can take a check home, right. that's not servant leadership. No. I appreciate you saying that because I think servant leadership and leadership in general is about the mentality you have. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple of times people are looking at things backwards, and I think that's so true. It's because they have the wrong mindset about things. You know, a lot of people think that, well, I'm the business owner. I invested all this. I'm risking everything. I got to get paid first. And while I understand where they're coming at with that, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to keep their business from growing, and that's when it's going to keep their leadership from growing and their culture to develop. Absolutely. Um, who, if you had to pick one of your favorite leaders, this is the last question I got for you, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? Dr. Nate Sala, actually. <sighs> you know, I was, He's such a great guy. Did, did, I knew did, you were going to say that. Yeah. He actually yeah. paid me to tee this question up for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, he's been a, the mentor for me. Um, if you guys haven't checked him out, Dr. Nate Sala. A call, call to, to leadership. leadership. I love the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm on there. You'll, you get to hear a lot more of Sam yeah, every Monday. Yeah, business so. Mondays. Yeah, I'm on the business Monday segment. But just the epitome of servant le- leadership. Uh, always just very like, what can I do for you mentality? Yep. How can I make you better? You know, really good at digging in on, on those, those skill sets that needed to improve. And he had a really cool way of of helping me kind of, I'm not even knowing, like, I can't even, I'm like, oh, I'm getting better at this, right. just talking to you, you know, yeah. he's, he, he knows how to like Ask those push questions. those buttons, you yeah. know, and he's, no. he's definitely you, it definitely comes through in his podcast again. It's called A Call to Leadership. Check yeah. it out. Um, I think for me, I don't have a Nate in my life, mm-hmm. um, but Dabo Sweeney's a huge, okay. a huge yeah. one for me. Uh, a lot of people listen know I'm a huge Clemson football fan. I always say years of suffering, finally been able to enjoy it a little bit more the last decade. Right. Uh, but I think he's, he's a, he has that servant leadership mentality. Um, it's been cool to see what he's been able to do in the faith life with a lot of players and, yeah. and stuff. And he's not pushy about it. Like he has a good line. He walks with that. Um, but I think when you look at, I always argue and say that I think college sports coaches are when you really see true leadership compared to pro. And the reason behind that is there's so much turnover right how many nfl players might come in for a year or two it's a lot worse in basketball maybe one year right think of john calipari like uk i think he was losing three of his five starters every year to the draft Mm -hmm. um but you when you see successful programs that's when you see a a true a good sign of true leadership like him love him hate him nick saban he's a great leader yeah they built a great dynasty at alabama for many years they don't always win but they're always up there right and when you create that culture and you create that culture of winning and developing people and what can I do for you? How can I get you drafted in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you see a lot of people, um, you know, winning because of good leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the programs that aren't, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. successful as much. Right. Um, and you could argue it's probably because of a lack of leadership. Right. Um, and so I always look at that. I just I think 
college coaches deserve a lot more credit than what they get because they're constantly developing the next person, the next yeah. generation. Yeah, he's got a formula dialed in. Yeah, he sure. does. It's cool. Yeah. So, well, Sam, I appreciate you joining us here on this first part of it about what is leadership. I'm excited to dive in a little bit more next week on the why uh, is leadership important in your organization. And I will chat next week. Cool. Thanks, man. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.